Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, lady. Hey, I'm back again today with author Elizabeth Bowman. We finished our recording of the podcast that aired earlier in the week, and we continued to talk after the recording had stopped. And I just said, Elizabeth, wait a minute, stop. I said, this is too good not to share with all the BFFs. I just, I wanted you to hear everything that she had to say. Apparently we did not get it all out in the first interview. So I think you're going to enjoy this. I think that this is going to free you to some degree of all the expectations of just being a woman now. And the first thing that I said when we started talking was being a woman is so hard. And you're going to hear me say that. And I said that because it just is. We are expected to do all the things and be everything to everyone. And to me, that's the best word to use to describe it. I mean, challenging, that's a nice way to put it, but it's hard. But this is the thing. Y'all are doing such a good job. You're making it look easy. You are. But I hope that this conversation will bless you, will help you to just free yourself so you'll have a lighter load. We're carrying around a lot, ladies. We are just carrying around a lot. So we're going to go right now and get back to it with Elizabeth. I hope this is something that you really embrace her thoughts on this, her ideas. It could be life-changing for you. So here we go. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome back. I can't wait to talk about all the things about being a woman now. It's so hard. Thank you so much, Heather, for having me back. I'm super excited to talk about all the challenges that we face every day as being a mom, a woman, a friend, Bible study leader, whatever it is we are doing as women today. Oh, chef. Now you have to be like this <laughs> super great chef, don't you? And decorator. And decorator. Don't forget about that. Oh, and fashion expertise. How about that? That's right. I've got to get my nails done and make sure that I have the perfect dress with the shoes to go with it. Oh my goodness. The pressure. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's definitely exhausting. It's exhausting. And like you were saying in another conversation, now they've really vamped it up with ramp, vamped, ramped 
with Golden Goose, Lululemon. I mean, it's just, oh, and oh my goodness, Elizabeth, this is so funny. I, I saw this video the other day. I'm always talking about videos, <laughs> but I saw, I promise I do way more than just sit around and watch videos. But this one man talked about, let me think, he said that people who buy Gucci, Louis Vuitton, all those brands are people who are trying to look wealthy. Those are poor people. These were his exact words. These are poor people trying to look wealthy. And the people who are really wealthy are buying brands that the rest of us have never even heard of. And I love that. <laughs> Thought, you know, I, I don't feel any pressure now to buy any of these brands because I mean, right now I have on a Costco, uh, Costco sweater. So, well, it reminds me of that book, the million dollar man next door, right? Like you don't know that he's the million dollar man, right? No idea. And today the labels, oh my gosh, the Gucci belts. I mean, I find myself, I hate to laugh, honestly, Heather, but I'm like, okay, you're rolling around with your four and five-year-old and your Gucci belt. And <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, your Louis Vuitton purse and your hair's done. And I think to myself, oh my gosh, how does she have that much time? Because I know when my kids were that little, I had three in three years all I could do was barely get out of the house, right. let alone have time to do my hair or makeup. And the funny thing is they're teenagers now. And as we're doing this podcast, I just got back from a run and all I've done is brush my teeth and it's 11, <laughs> 13. <laughs> oh, I know. And I laugh too, because I mean, when our kids were little, I didn't have two hours to go and sit and get a gel manicure. I mean, I did not, or dip or whatever. I mean, it just, the expectations are so incredibly high. And I think that's really difficult for us as women to, like, I think about the expectation part and I'm like, who's laying these expectations on us, right? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it our neighbor? Like, who are we really keeping up with? And what if we had a perspective shift and said, what would that look like to really keep up with Jesus Christ? Like, what would that really look like for my heart to sit with him in the morning with my coffee, with my devotional, with my journal, and just sit and be still and allow his truth to come into my broken heart to say, you know what? You're my daughter. You don't need Louis Vuitton, you don't need this to feel that you belong. You already belong to my kingdom. And what does that really look like? And how are we modeling that for our children? If we're modeling what the world looks like, we can't expect them to do anything different than what we do. Exactly. And so as far as being accepted, I think that there's a lie that's going around that you have to have these things to be accepted by other women. And it's just not true because the thing about it is if you will just be yourself, just show the important thing is that you just show up. First of all, just show up, just be there, just be present, just show up. And if you show up as yourself without all the things just you, 
it gives other women permission to do the same, which is so freeing. mm -hmm, I completely agree. And I, and I've often pondered this. I'm, I try not to be on Facebook anymore, but you know, women want to put like, Oh, my son got this award. My son got that award. Well, what if your son wrecked his car because he got in a car wreck? Are you going to post that? Probably not. Right. Like what's happened to this truth that, you know what? Hey, I'm struggling guys with my kids or I'm having a hard day. No one really wants to post that. Instead we post like this, um, this world, this glass house in which we live, which is not true. And, and what messages are we sending to other women and how can we really be in community and be in friendship and support one another if we don't even know what our community needs? Right, right. And I mean, we all sat down for coffee or been at a lunch with a group of women and the, and a lot of times, more times than not, there will, there will be one woman there who really wants to share ACT scores. Oh, <laughs> I knew that would hit a nerve with you. <laughs> she, she wants to share ACT scores. Now we, nobody at my house so far has made a 36. No, none of us have made a 36. But when, when I hear this coming, I always think, you know, as soon as you start bragging about your kids, that's when the glass house shatters. That's, you know, it, it never fails. Have you noticed that? And I just want to go, I wouldn't go down this path if I were you, you know, when, when all they start talking about all the awards or all the all the things that their, their children are doing and how fabulous they are. And I mean, we all have amazing, we're all raising amazing humans, but it seems like as soon as you open your mouth, you know, God goes, hold on, I'm about to humble you <laughs> because, you know, but we've all, we've all been there that, and, and what, I mean, I think it makes other women feel bad too. When women start this, it just, and it's an insecurity on their part, but it starts making the people around them feel insecure. That's right. I think it's, you know, on Sunday, I had this great conversation with our kids and, you know, actually my middle son is committed for D1 baseball. And, but I told him, I said, you know what, here's the thing. What's your heart? If your heart is far from the Lord, none of this matters, right? Like, our kids can have straight A's, get into this college, get into that college, do this, that, and the other. But if they're not living a life and their hearts are far from the Lord, what does that really say? You know, and I think we as women, we go, oh, look at my kid. He's got a D1 scholarship. He's got this, he's got that. What does that say about me as a person? Like, what do I believe? Do I believe that I got him that? Do I believe that I'm like this amazing mom? But what about the kid who has struggled? You know, my kid struggled with anxiety. He struggled with depression. Does that mean I'm a bad mom? Right. right? You know, and to say that your kid isn't going to struggle. I had a mom say this to me not too long ago that she didn't want to make any changes because she wanted to keep her kids happy. And I said to her, Ooh, that's very dangerous, right? Because you're trying to 
have a world surround them that doesn't really exist because whether or not your kids are perfect at 16, 17, they will struggle. They will have to persevere. They will have to make a choice on several fronts. And if we don't equip them that, hey, look, life is not perfect. I am not perfect. You will struggle. That Louis Vuitton belt does not matter. What matters is your heart. And I go back to that all the time because if your heart's far from the Lord, then your choices that you're going to make, whether they look great from an external perspective, your internal will crack. Your glass house will come down. And to me, it's far more important to be raising kids that are authentic and real that say, hey, I'm struggling. I have fallen, but guess what? I can persevere and I am resilient because these kids have got to know this. You know, we look at 18 year olds today and they are so far behind because the parents have done everything for them. Where my grandmother was growing up, 18 year olds were going to war. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, look how different it is. And today parents are like, oh, my child didn't get into Chapel Hill or got waitlisted here, got waitlisted there. My child got a 1410 on their SAT and la, la, la. None of that matters. No, no, no. And the most dangerous thing I think that you can, like you just said, that you can tell your child is I just want you to be happy. And, you know, we've, we've probably all said that at one time or another, but it was pointed out to me one day, you know what, that's not, like you said, that's not real life. We're not, we're not all happy all the time. And so when we say to them, I just want you to be happy, well, to them, you know, they're thinking that if I'm not happy all the time, that that things are not good. I think that's where the anxiety comes in and the depression comes in because, they're told that they should be, that's the goal to be happy all the time. And it's not, it's not attainable. It's just it, not. It's not attainable and it's exhausting for them. And that's why you've seen such a huge increase in cutting because these kids don't know how to feel pain because the parents rescue them from every single situation that these kids have no idea what is real pain. What does that look like? They don't, they don't know how to walk through these types of issues in their life. And so therefore you, you have an increased rise in self-harming. You have a complete increased rise in suicide among these teenagers, depression, addiction. Nobody wants to talk about the ugly word addiction, but the rise in addiction is super high. Why? Because these kids are struggling with anxiety and depression they don't know how to cope. So what do they do? They reach for that vape. They reach for that dab pen. They reach for a glass of uh, beer or whatever it is, a video game. We don't talk about these things. And these kids will find a way to cope in a way that soothes their, them from experiencing this type of anxiety. Anxiety is the number one thing these teenagers are experiencing today. Mm -hmm. And I read an article not too long ago, ago that was on, it was on Oprah.com, but it was about our generation and our generation was the first to experience really divorce. I mean, most of us came from divorced families. Mm -hmm. So we tried to create this perfect world for our children 
And I mean, I was definitely guilty of that. I mean, especially, you know, with your oldest, your first child, like you said, you want things, you just want things to be perfect. You know, you've got the mom and the dad there, you do a lot of rescuing. And in fact, it's damaging. That's very damaging. Well, I think that's why these kids are going away to college and they're not successful, right? They don't know how to live with another roommate. You know, that's one thing I hear a lot from other women is my kids having the worst experience because of the roommate, right? Well, they've had their own room. They've had their own bathroom. They've had their own stuff. And now they've got to share with someone that they don't know, or they've got to walk down the hall and take a shower. And these kids have no idea how to do that and how to cope and how to enter in to community, like real community with other people, because so much of their lives is spent on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. I mean, you can pull up, um, I mean, my kids do this. They pull up, oh, who's around? And there's like a map of where <laughs> everything is. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how do you know who's here? Like that to me gives me anxiety and I'm 48 years old. Like, I don't want to pull up a map and say, oh, he's here. He, she's here. She's at the, you know, at the grocery store. Like, I like the fact that I can walk into the grocery store and I don't know who I'm going to run into, but these kids, they know everything. And if you think your kids don't know anything, you're sadly mistaken because they know way more than they will ever let on because kids are talking there's, like you said, there's nudes that are flying around. There's child pornography that's going on. There's pornography that's going on. There's all these um, messages, you know, how do these kids belong? Not to mention, you know, all the stuff that's going on with, you know, their sexual identity. That's like a whole nother Oh time. my goodness. Oh yeah. That's a whole nother. And look, I'm getting anxiety just hearing you talk about this map. I mean, when you started talking about that, I just got this image of all my friends on a map. And I mean, it's just, it's too much. That's too much just for me to hear about. Yeah. And I think about like, you know, my daughter's 15, you know, she's at that really crucial age, right? She's going through puberty. They're having their periods, all that kind of stuff. Right. So they really want to belong to a friend group. The last thing they want to have is rejection. When we were growing up and we were 15 and we had slumber parties, nobody would know, right? Like you didn't know if you were invited or not. Well, today, everybody knows what you're doing. They know if you're sleeping with, you know, Susie and, and Joe and Sarah is all having to spend the night party and I'm not included. So then you've got this rejection piece mm -hmm. and it goes back, oh, I must not be worthy or I'm not popular. And what can I do to get popular? And, and all these messages of identity, their real identity is being attacked every single day by the enemy you know, how they dress. I mean, look, I mean, oh my gosh, these girls in high school. I mean, uh, these the, clothes, like, yeah. I mean, basically you might as well just go out of the house naked, right? Like, I mean, what clothes, Elizabeth? <laughs> because a lot, I mean, I just, um, it's, I, I, my grandmother, sometimes I think if my grandmother could see this right now, she would not believe it. In fact, I saw a girl, she posted from Duke, you're in North Carolina. She posted a picture from Duke 
and it was a group photo and at least four of the girls in the photo were wearing bras as tops. And I'm talking about a real bra. I'm not talking about a sports bra. I'm talking, I mean, I recognized one of them because I own that bra, but I'm talking about just going, it's like going out in your underwear. I mean, it's, it, well, it's not like it, it is. That's exactly. And so I questioned my 21 year old who was a junior in college. And she said, oh yeah, that's what, you know, I'm not doing that, but that's what you'll see girls at bars and they have on a bra with jeans or a bra with shorts. I mean, what in the world? Like I said, it's the culture. I mean, look at the culture in which, I mean, even down to what they're teaching these kids in school. I mean, it is, it is mind boggling and being a parent today and trying to raise your kids with hearts that are steadfast for the Lord is probably the most challenging, most difficult thing because you can't give them not a cell phone, right? Because even if you do all the right things, right? And you, you manage their media, you manage this and you, I mean, how exhausting is this as a parent? right? Like if you've got to manage all their social media, this, that, this, I mean, that's like a part-time full-time job. <laughs> it's like you need I, to hire an assistant just to do that, Elizabeth. Just to do that. And, and that's where I go back to their hearts. Mm-hmm. Like if we are shepherding their hearts to walk with Christ and praying, Lord, open their eyes, give them clarity, blow through their ears, surround them with an army of friends that love you, right? That's where their choices become their choices and they own them. And they say, you know what? I don't want to send nudes. I don't want to be part of going to that vape store. I don't want to be on this group chat. They make the choices because until they begin to make the choices themselves, they can't own anything. And the problem is, is we as parents are coming in and rescue them and stealing that from them. Right. They get to college and what happens? They have no idea how to survive. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what, when my kids are around 14, I've done this with the first two and I'll, I'll continue to do this with the younger two, but I just say, look, I, we, your father and I have given you all the tools we've given, given you the best tools that we can possibly provide for you. And from now on, it's up to you how you use these tools and it's your responsibility. It's no reflection on us as parents, as far as the choices that you make, because people know, people who know us know what we have taught you. They know our hearts. So, you know, it's these choices. You're going to have to own these. These are no reflection on us. And I think that's what too, like I always go back to, and I use this word, always go back to the Bible, like in Titus, right? Like we, as women who have these older kids, we need to be stepping in roles of mentoring these moms, right? Who have these preschool kids who I can't even begin to imagine the, um, just the dress, right? Like how they're all dressed, taking these kids to preschool. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Like so much has changed from when I took my kids to preschool, the birthday parties, the, this, I mean, everything is larger than life. It's like that movie cloudy with a chance of meatballs. 
you know how the meatball just got bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Yes. <laughs> That's sometimes how I feel like as a parent, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is getting bigger. It's getting larger. The birthday parties, the, the Instagram shoot, the, the outfits to prom, the, the clothes to high school, like it's just bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, my husband and I always laugh because we've told our kids this since they were young is there's always, and I use that word again, always another level, right? There's always another level, but instead of looking at it from a worldly perspective is let's look at it from a spiritual perspective. There's always another level to seek the presence of God. Mm-hmm. There's always a higher level that we can go with the Lord. And when we can begin to really burn out this external world, and like it says in Romans, to, to not be conformed to this world, right? Like we, we can't be tied into this world because this world will leave you exhausted, worn out, stuck, and really unhappy. No matter how much money you have, no matter how perfect your kids are, none of that is going to matter if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so freeing, Elizabeth, just to let all that go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I just love the fact that, you know what, I am secure in Christ in, in, in my brokenness, in my like all my things, right? Like if I go out in my workout outfit, it's okay. If I go out and I'm dressed, it's okay. If I decide to stay home, it's okay. If my kids fall and make mistakes, it's okay, Mm -hmm. right? Like we have to begin to be in this place of okay. Yes, good enough, good enough. Like we are more than conquerors. And like I said, he calls us his daughter. That is our identity. Are we passing that on to our kids, right? Are we allowing the world to be their identity. Mm-hmm. We've got to rise up, Elizabeth. We've got to rise up as women. We have to rise up and use our voices that God has given us. We need to speak out for what is true, for what is real, for what is pure. And we have got to come together, ladies, everyone who's listening, come together in your communities, come together with your neighbors, pray for your children, pray for your marriages gather together. There is nothing more powerful than a group of women who are walking in purpose and in prayer. Now that will shake the foundation of the enemy right there. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Elizabeth, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I could just talk to you all day. I mean, I could all day. Okay. How can, before we go, how can we get in touch with you? How can we stay connected? So stay connected through Grace Ministries International. That is where I am working um, at G-M-I-N-T. So Grace Ministries International, I-N-T.org. Go to our website. Um, you know, if you need discipleship counseling, if you want to get involved with our online groups, we also offer an encounter class. If you want to get to know the Lord more, we also offer conferences for divine design. How are we designed, right? How has the Lord designed us? What is our purpose and calling ladies? Go for it. Don't stay stuck. Move from unstuck 
Take your feet out of the boat, ladies. Find a community, lock arms, put your support together and get going. Yes, let's go slay the day, Elizabeth. Let's go slay it. Okay, I love you. You're amazing. And we'll have to do this again. Thank you, Heather, so much for having me on. It was a complete pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at Life Coach BFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.